fighting that beautiful Asprana baby in Gran Canaria. Yo, 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 Jinko Jam. What a guaman. What is going on, everybody? Jungle Jam here with Ivan, Ivo, and Alex. This is brought to you by Mobility Today, where we share, explore, and grow. Tune in the frequency, man. Hello, fellow humans. Welcome to the fifth episode of Jungle Jam. Again, I'm here with my friends. On your birthday, and birthday Evo. happy birthday, Ivo. Hey, happy birthday, Ivo. Hi, and guys. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about a culture, anti propaganda stuff, and not especially stereotypical. Yes, more especially how to immerse yourself and overcome your social biases. And how to immerse yourself into another culture. Let's, let's leave the immersion for last because this is the, the, sweet, the sweetest point of the whole discussion. I mean, this is going to be the practical um, tips and tricks as the last episode, but in a different uh, subject. So, Ivo, what was the first question? The first question that we're going to discuss is what the hell is a culture? What is culture? That's a, that's a good question. It's a broad topic. <laughs> it's a really in fact, broad topic. Beyond everything else, in my opinion, as uh, Seth Godin says, culture is story. It's a story that we tell ourselves and other people. It could be many things beyond a story. The story could be created um, on top of like food, on top of music, on top of history, landmarks, people, and everything that the culture might entail. Culture, culture actually comes from a Latin world called colera. Do you know, do you know guys what it means? Colera, I've never heard that. It means uh, to nourish and to nurture. To grow. Wow, na nature versus nurture. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with your point that you said. I think culture, at least for me, it's a really, really deep, deep thing. It's really big. Mm. Because it's a... First of all, I would like to address the, the topic a little bit more philosophically. Because we... When and that's we, what we do. <laughs> well, that's, that's what we do, to be honest. Yeah. And... I see culture as something that you cannot point at, but you know culture exists. And yeah. a good a good analogy for culture is if you imagine yourself a fish, and the water is your culture. That's, yeah, that's on, on a meta metaphysical level, it's uh, hard to pinpoint culture because it's uh, omnipresent and it's everywhere. Like it's hard to digest it. Because it's everything you ever was and you ever gonna be. And it's interesting because you might you might not be that. That's a technical point. You you were you were you were a culture, but you can detach yourself from culture. Think about it this way. As I'm gonna use your example, uh, do you think the fish think about the water? <clears throat> mm. as Maybe it, as it's swimming. That's why the first people... steps. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the first steps. Good, good question. In the beginning, you you might not be aware of that. But as you slowly start to develop your consciousness, you can become aware of the water. To make it more clear, I meant that do you think about culture and about your behavior or you just you behave the way you're programmed to behave as, as little, yeah, as little exactly. kid? And I agree that you can change your behavior toward a certain way that you are conditioned based uh, on the biases of your culture and most likely your nationality. but. On the note that evil left, that you can detach yourself from culture, I think this is like to completely detach yourself from any culture, in my opinion, is impossible. Detach yourself from one culture to be part of another one. 
like mm-hmm. you can just um, make this bridge to overcome your current prejudice so that you come out like crystal clear without being like stereotypical for example okay let's let's speak with examples as you said you said that when you came back from California you mentioned back to Bulgaria you had a cultural shock yeah we I think were you discussing can, this you can describe a little bit so we are record. speaking with examples and it's more clear for everyone mm-hmm. like if you can elaborate on that and yeah yeah so for the people we were having this uh, conversation with Ivan um, without a mic so a little context, I was in the United States, in San Francisco for the summer as a working travel, as a J1. And for me, like, because usually people say that cultural shock is something that they might have trouble with experiencing when going abroad. But the thing that fewer people speak is when you actually you can um, experience the same thing coming from another place back in your home country. And it could be intense as well i mean for me it was like this it was even more intense than uh, being there in in the first place superficially speaking a culture is a sum of people a bunch of individuals who have uh, common beliefs and values and etc right yes yeah and i think at least for me it's a construct it's culture a is a construct. construct. Yeah. Culture, as I said, it's not something that you point at. It doesn't come from the natural law, but it's being created by the individuals. And it's a form of a bubble that shapes your paradigm, your, shapes your, your, world, your, 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 your worldview of reality. Because just to finish it, it's like, imagine that you're a Bulgarian and living in a, in a Bulgarian culture, this is like, this culture has an impact on your lifestyle, on the people that you meet, on your social environment, what kind of a hairdress, what kind, what kind of a Basically on every decision have. that you make. So, yeah, that's why it's such a deep topic. Culture shapes your individuality in the identity, moment that you yeah. are born in this culture. And it's so, so like deep, deep topic. That's what, that's what I meant that you can, you are a part of a culture, mm-hmm. but after a while, if you work on yourself, I think you can detach from it. But it's a very long and a hard process. Yeah, I think everything comes from this, that uh, humans are social beings. And as you said, the culture is a construct of like developing a common a mindset among people from this culture and from this society. Mm. I yep. would say I would say that th- those are specific norms that people need to <clears throat> do and to follow in order to be accepted in society. Because not being accepted like can really can really like, be devastating for, for some people. I asked Alex to, to, to tell us about his experience because I think that cultural shock is the one way to realize the social norms and the social biases we have. When you have a, like, mm-hmm. a, a cultural shock, you're able to realize, wow, I'm living in a, in a bubble, as you said, right? That's yeah. so, so correct, man. So the bubble pops then? Yes. And you're able to see more, like your your spectrum of seeing is like more broad and small. You widen it. You yeah. get to experience another reality, I think. Like totally. If yeah, you, you're getting out of the, the identity that you're feeling at, entitled to only one culture and you're mm-hmm. becoming the observer in a sense that you just elevate your consciousness like, I don't know, 0.5% or something. Yes. But the thing is like that you just see more things more crystal clear without like taking a point in this 
and being judgmental. Mm-hmm. Completely, completely agree. What is the next question, Ivo? Next question, let's talk about barriers and how to overcome cultural how barriers or cross-cultural yeah. barriers. That was it. So, yeah, cross-cultural barriers or intercultural barriers is the same thing. For example, the common answers, if you ask somebody for cultural barriers, might be language. As uh, maybe it will come out like the first answer, but I think moreover, like stereotypes are very important in a matter of culture and how we perceive other people. Even from within the same culture, we're still being stereotypical. And for me, being stereotypical means that when you label other people like with some, I don't know, stereotype, you are being uh, part of a stereotype yourself, but you don't appreciate theirs as much as you do yours. Yeah, yeah, and those buyers, as you said, I cannot, I cannot open up. They can be also racism and homo- homophobic barriers. They can be prejudices. And what is interesting, where do these barriers come from? They come from the culture itself. Mm. They come Aren't from the culture itself, Stereotypes right? as well. I mean, there is... They are, but these barriers, they come... Like, the root of the barriers is the culture that you're living in. Yeah. Like, on the first place, why do you have these barriers? Like, why are you racist? I think the question is, like, barriers, first of all, emerge... Because you're asking yourself, do I belong here? Am I part of this society or no? Other, like, perhaps you're feeling like alienated and like a little bit outcast. Yeah, yeah, you, you are, you are, but that's, uh, hmm. Those are just the social norms, I think, that, that the society has, you know? Like, why do you feel alienated in the first place? Because you're not uh, part of your current social circle. Because if we take the example as we go on mobility in another mm-hmm. country, mm-hmm. you're leaving your current social circle where typically you're feeling entitled because you know those people for many years. And you, all of a sudden, like when you leave and you go to another country, a foreign country, yeah. you just need to reconstruct this and build on new people and stuff like this. So... That's why you're not feeling entitled in this moment and it, it may cause you to feel alienated. Mm. And, okay. Uh, and okay. And how do you how do you stop feeling that? How do you immerse yourself into a culture that you you feel good about it? You know? It's like, a good question. It's a good question. And I think I have an answer. It might not be like om- uh, omnipresent and like applicable for everybody because I don't know, it's hard to do, but the major distinction you need to make because there's like all these uh, models of like culture that we studied uh, with university with you. Oh, I Hofstede, mean, Hofstede, Trompernars and all these like scientists who make, they're actually sociologists and they dive much deeper in this topic. But what they're focused on, and I think is the mistake many people do, is that they focus on the differences instead of the commonalities that people have from different culture. Mm. So in those, uh, what I mean is like, of course you travel to see the differences and you want to see the difference, but as part of like feeling accepted and being part of another society, this is like the biggest difference you're going to get. So why not focus on the positives? And like in this context is the the commonalities that you might have because we're all human beings. We all speak language. You all, you all want to feel appreciated. Like we all have some sense of like dignity and want to create stuff that, you know. Yeah, it's more of like, a, they need to focus on the philosophical perspective of society instead of the 
like these social norms that their oh. that society is creating. Like, but it, it's a good point because all of this analysis that you mentioned, they just give you a better understanding of, of the difference. Yeah, of the differences and of course other cultures, how they function and what is accepted, what is not. Are yeah. they individualistic? Are they like uh, more more of a community culture? Like masculinity versus femininity, like punctual versus like diffusive and like all this perception of how people think about saying something. There's tremendous, tremendous differences in cultures. I, I truly admit this. Like, for example, I had this, my roommate from Ethiopia and I never knew this. But in Ethiopia, when you set up a meeting with somebody, let's just say it's like a at noon, like you agree that we both are going to meet tomorrow at noon for a coffee, let's just say, like a common example. And what they do in Ethiopia differently is that they go at one o'clock. Yeah. So they, it's like you set up a meeting for 12, but, every, but everybody goes at one. It's like think, an hour difference. I think same goes with Spain, because people here, when they say, let's say, we meet at eight, And then usually people come at 9.30 or 10. I mean, time is not that valuable here. Yeah, they're not being that punctual, but it, it's called this like Ethiopian time. And they're really like, they're, ex they're punctual as well, but they're like, they know that they, the, set, the time frame is one hour later. And also another difference is that, I've, that I've read about is like, it's really weird. You know, this, this sign V when you're taking photos with it? Yeah, like peace. Yeah, like, like pointing pointing the middle finger and the the first index. finger of your yes. fingers. it means upwards. like victory, and it's used on mostly on photos, like when you shoot a photo. And you know, in like uh, in the Eastern culture in India, what does it mean? It means I need to go to the bathroom <laughs> when you're yeah. in class or you're in meeting your or oh. whatever. So you mentioned, guys, the communication differences, but there are also non-verbal differences. So. Language seen as a barrier could be could be also seen as a as a as a non-verbality barrier. Like, do you know what I mean? Like communicating and like speaking in different languages, we cannot yeah. understand each other. Yeah. But then communicating with the body language is different as well. As well, yeah. Which is yeah, and I'm I'm genuinely genuinely curious about myself when you are discussing like why people um use those and use those prejudices as such huge barrier not to go and like speak to someone and get to know them mm -hmm. in order to understand them mm -hmm. like we say this is a specific type of person so i won't even like bother going there and ask him how okay going okay and... that's an assumption yeah because they are making an assumption mm. and this assumption might not be related to reality. So in order to test that, we definitely need to ask, like, is this thing true? <laughs> And exactly. where do these assumptions come from? They come from, from the culture. From Because the yes. culture mm -hmm. is like a collective uh, ego. You know, there's an individual ego and there's a collective ego. So in a way, what I'm trying to say is that culture shapes 99.99% of your behavior. And the moment that you become aware of that is the moment that you start to peel off the onion and to work more of on like a internal a deeper aspect. Level. Yeah. Do you know of the individual? Do you know what is the difference between the Western culture and the Eastern culture? No. What is it? Like Western culture really put on a piada style people who are individualistic and you're, who are career orientated, okay. and on the other hand, on the on the Eastern. They um, they put people like 
not as an individual, but as a as a group. As a group. As a group. Yeah, the collectivism. The collectivism, exactly. They're like being taught this way, and just because there are like so many people from Asia, like China is like I don't know one billion people Chinese. or something like this. Yes. But I think from what you said, like I think if you everything comes from there, like to be understood, you need to seek to understand first, like. You can say that in the opposite way. Seek to understand to be understood. And I think this is like very applicable in every culture and every situation that you might fell into. Because you can don't be like angry at the people that don't understand you, but rather there is, was this quote from a book that I read but I forgot which. Sometimes it's easier to study stupidity to understand intelligence. Like dive deeper into observing people and trying to understand them as they are so that they can understand you as the way you are because otherwise like fighting over conflicts is not gonna get you that far and treating people random it makes you random at first Mm. what you think guys i i completely relate on that yeah we have different body languages and there is much specific to it like for example we're bulgarian and you know, we're shaking our head like left and right for agreeing with people, but nobody gets it because we're the only one country in the world who does this. Yeah, like, one different. of them. Yes, not yeah. the only one. No, but one of the. I, I think. think I think world. we're the only one. Like in the books, even in the books that I read about body language, they just mention Bulgaria. But yeah, there might be others. But the thing is, like other countries are just nodding. They're not like moving left and right. So I would say to add on what you on what you said is making a conscious effort when you see a person or you see or you're in a different culture like making a conscious conscious effort to recognize that prejudice you you have mm-hmm. and like ask you why is it there and then trying to effort effortly overcome it by going and speaking to that person yeah like making a conscious effort. That's a good point. Because you need to take yourself out of the context to understand the context. If you're exactly. part of the equation, you cannot solve it. Basically, you need to, to open your mind. That's that's how you need to... What other ways can we use to overcome barriers that exist? What other ways do you, ha- do you guys have in mind? Well, the thing is, I was like really thinking about it. Because like, perhaps money, perhaps like language. But language, you can... Always like make sure you have like uh, data in your phone, like service provider. You can use Google Translate and other apps and dictionaries. Duolingo is for free. But the most significant barrier, in my opinion, is like getting access to places and people you don't know and you had no idea that they can actually solve your problems. And access is huge for me because sometimes when I was like in a foreign country, I don't have like access to the things I wanted to, like for example, like some libraries, some paperwork, some stuff like you need to fill out and you can need to like submit, then you'll be allowed to do. But initially you're in the deep jungle, like alone. And how do you problem solve in those situations? It's hard. This genuine is, smile. This is, um, this is divided in, uh, in what, what Alex said is divided into uh, two different cultures. I think it's like the, the woke culture. The whole culture means um, people, people like normal people, people who are working at regular jobs, people who are uh, doing a regular lifestyle design, and there is a, there's the high culture, like the people who have more information, more access, they're like doing businesses and stuff. Yeah, this is true as well, but I mean, 
everybody who is like from the country itself, everybody who is like, I don't know, for me, the example I was gonna give is like Czech, like Czech people, like, I don't know, you can take any country for this into account, but when you're going there and you don't know where the canteen is, like you, of course you can ask for some local person to give you. Oh, I mean, but yeah, like there's also those things that you said that they're absolutely, I agree with them. Because this creates another barrier. Yeah, this creates another barrier, but but this is like the layers of society that I think every society has them, but some societies like way hierarchical than others and they appreciate status and stuff like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for example asian people do i mean they're like so much ingrained about like status status roles and stuff like this that it's not the same way in netherlands for example agreed so what i mean is like you just need to get like access to the to the places that you want to get and in order to do so, to resolve this barrier is like get in touch with like some local people, involve yourself in a conversation that might seem random at first, but just put the time and sacrifice yours. I mean, don't perceive it as a sacrifice because it's an investment. It's so, what it is. So fundamentally, to deal with such topic like cultural differences, I think first we need to become aware of them, that such exist. We need to see what's our point on culture and then we need to be less judgmental towards such people and then of course not take things personally. Let's say if we go to another culture and something happens, you know, their culture is, offen- is offensive to us, we should definitely not see this as a, as a problem. But we need to put ourselves into these people's shoes see what kind of perspective they're coming from mm. and try to understand them that's it that's it yeah which i think it's, as i said seek to understand to be understood. you don't need to have that much knowledge just like a little bit of understanding of how the world works and have a genuine smile towards things be ignorant you know like it's okay to be ignorant i think like if you have the desire to learn and you're ignorant it's okay because you're learning every day but if you're ignorant and you're staying ignorant, well, that's that's another problem. Get out of your of your comfort zone of communication in order to expand it. So the more you feel uncomfortable with like um, other people, different cultures, then the more you you like be able to stretch it, the more you able to understand it, and therefore you will mm-hmm. be able to overcome the certain barrier. Yeah, exactly. And in a matter of like culture shock, I think it's not like your leg is like hurt and like you don't you need to take a break before you go to the gym again it's another type of thing while you might feel like stressed out you actually need to force yourself to to go have more conversations it's not the time to lay back and feel overwhelmed because it's gonna make things worse because nobody's gonna help like in, in like this scenario most likely you're like just alone yourself if you're like solo traveler which is totally fine i think you should do it to get the experience that we were talking about it's like this it gives you like tremendous knowledge about yourself when you get to understand other people and other countries Mm. yeah i just i just wanted to go Mm -hmm. back on the ignorant point what i meant is i think you need to be confident with what what you don't know and saying it out loud and don't try to be inauthentic about it like Stating that, oh, I know about that, but you actually don't know shit. Yeah, you're so, being yeah, what like I'm a trying hypocrite. To say is you need to be really open and confident with what you don't know. 
I completely agree. That's, that's yeah. what I meant by being this is, Do you know what is it? Like in terms of uh, not scientific, but in terms, let's say, psychological yeah. point of view. I think it's called um, growth mindset. Mindset in that you admit that you don't know something and you're learn. willing to learn it. Because mm. the fixed mindset is you think you know most of the stuff. And when you don't know something, you don't ask the question. You don't admit it to yourself that you don't know it. And you yeah, keep yeah. it quiet in yeah. order not to get embarrassed. Yeah. And then you don't learn. Yeah. And in the long term, when you compare the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset, like the growth, the growth mindset really develops much, much further. Well, of course, this, this is something that you can ultimately apply in this framework of the cross-cultural exactly. differences. Exactly. The, the growth mindset is really, really useful. Too. This and I'm glad you mentioned it. It's a super good point. Well, let's move on to the third question with the immersion. How do you immerse completely in a different culture? I have a couple of ideas. Me too. Yeah, go, go It's ahead. like something really easy is when you go to another country, you really just start opening yourself socially and you start speaking to people. Like even if you go, let's say, to, to Spain and you don't know Spanish, before you un- undertake that journey, you just learn some simple words like Hola, buenos dias. You go to Spain and you start using them to people to see how they react. And you just observe people on the street also. Yeah. You try to build a picture in your head how this society works. Mm. And that's the simplest thing that you can do. Another thing is you can go to local restaurants. You can use the food to see what is their culture. Basically, engaging like small talk with random people is what you said. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and sharing meals with them as well. Oh, yeah, of course. Like as deep as you can get. Like this is the point. But it might be like difficult for for people to get out their uh, comfort zone to do so, because I don't know. We're like those people who don't mind to do that. I have like a practical example that might be easier to apply, and I don't diminish like the value of yours. It's super good. I do it every day. It's the best thing you can do because you get like instant feedback when you engage in like talking with random people. But just like to give another advice, because in every culture there's like subcultures, and what I mean by this, for example, if you take like the fitness community, you don't have to be like a bodybuilder, but let's assume that you don't mind to go to the gym you like to you know exercise look fine take care of your body whatever so you go to a gym and you sign up like i guarantee you there's gym even in tokyo there's gym even in bali like there's gym everywhere like people are interculturally connected into those subcultures at the same time so what i mean is like the the advice is just perhaps you have some hobby that you still want to practice even though you're in another country just get yourself in in a community that people are going to accept you way more easily than random people on the street i mean the thing that you connect with random people on the street is based on interests that you don't have any idea what they are interested in but if you take your time to get like okay there's like a gym next to home why not i did the same thing in czech republic like uh, so you just, um, i have an example for that it's becoming less vulnerable that's what is that what you mean like being less vulnerable in a way that if you like basketball you go and play basketball with the spanish kids yeah that's it like because you've played basketball in your country they're playing basketball here and it's like, easier to connect you, you already have like one thing in common Exactly. Before you even start communicating. This is this is what happened to me here in the Canary Islands. 
as you know, I bought a surf mm. and I started surfing. Yeah. And so the first time I went to the beach, I went, I like, um, I see, I saw the, the local surfers and I didn't have like wax to my surf in order to wax it. So mm. they gave me wax. You know, we had some small talk and the next time I went to the beach, they were like, they were like saying hi, making the sign, learning, like <laughs> telling me what is like wave in Spanish. What does mm. it mean like to, to like pedal for the waves? Give me some tips and tricks. So that's really, really, really good example. Yeah, great example to dive deep into the culture. Yeah, thank you guys. That was, that was awesome. Every, so, everything for the squad, you know. <laughs> Um, what, what hey, are, culture, what, before what calls. culture before calls. <laughs> explicit. Everything, That's why I put the podcast explicit. I, <laughs> hey, you can, you can, of course, you know, attend <laughs> events, attend different meetings. You can take up a course. I remember a friend of mine that was in Portugal and she had a lot of free time on her hands. So she decided to take a course on ceramic. And that was, I, I, I found it really cool. I really found it like a cool engagement. And this uh, is absolutely great. Yeah. <laughs> Go. It's a win-win situation. You get to learn a new skill. Like, who the fuck does ceramics? I think that's amazing. Like, if I meet a person <laughs> and he says, hey, in my, free, in my free time, I, like, I do ceramics. And I'm going to be shit, man. Yeah, you want to become my girlfriend? That's, that's cool. uh, <laughs> yeah. Respect to different people. About what you mentioned, attending different events. In most of the countries, they're organizing those language cafes. Probably you've heard about them. And there are people who are learning the language or who are new to the country. They come, so they introduce to each other, have a small talk, like speak, practice the yeah. language, meet new people. And, you know, it's a, it's really it's really a good, good thing to do as well. We're doing a language cafe, but the, for the people who might be wondering where to find them, these are basically hosts on meetup.com and there might be tons of other like events that you can join some of them free most of them i think and for some you need to check it you might need a rsvp and you might need to pay but this is just a note another thing you might look up like tinder and badu i mean for the people because nobody likes to install like a new application people like solutions not applications mm -hmm. so like check meetup check something else see what's working for you and that's it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. explore don't be scared to explore the culture that you're in and especially to embrace it and to to like to have that growth mindset that you don't understand that you don't know and that you're willing to understand that you don't know and that way you'll be able to to stretch your horizons to stretch your comfort zone and basically become a, a better less judgmental person and what is what is the most like fundamentally most important thing that you need to have as a person in order to engage better with another culture what do you guys think four words dare to be different <laughs> dare to be different ivan i would say embrace embrace be open be open and i would be... say yeah i would say also that Embrace the change. Have an open mind. Exactly. That's the key. Have an open mind. That's that's for the most of it, guys. Thank you for listening to our episode. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace. And one more thing, guys, before we let you go. If you're more interested about self-improvement, you can check our personal project that we do a part accesso. And what's it called? It's called My Mood of My Mind. mind. 
Awesome. What we do there, guys? We base for the topics of mind, body, and lifestyle design. We write, we share our personal stories, we share other experiences, and don't hesitate to tell your friends. Connect with us.